Welcome to Cypher Vision, the season finale, a medley where we look back on the best of 2023. I'm Nigel Schweitzer and joined by co-host Francesca Lavoie. Happy New Year, Frankie. Happy New Year to you too, Nigel. So tell us all about 2023. Now, I'm excited that we have an opportunity to look back on season three of the Cypher Vision podcast. And when we started the podcast for, for the season three, our theme was leading the change. And when we look back at the guests that we've had across the series, I think we've really hit on a number of areas around leading that change in IP. The first one being strong IP rights. We had a number of guests who really focused in on this and how that is necessary to really lead the change in innovation. We then had some guests who talked about collaboration and licensing, again, critical to basically sharing innovation so that the end consumer can benefit. And we would be remiss if we didn't look at the transformative impact of AI around leading the change for IP, given that Cypher is the leading light in that area, but also that so many of our guests have benefited from that. A theme, I think, that's run through all the seasons of Cypher Vision around the importance of IP strategy, but we're going to focus in on the evolution of the patent market and how that can really lead your IP strategy. And then two pillars, which I think are fundamental to any movement forward in terms of innovation and IP is firstly, diversity, equity and inclusion and sustainability. So some really meaty topics there, I think, for us to to go through, Nigel, as part of our medley. And there'll be those listeners who hear me say season finale. Last time I said that, it sent shudders through the IP podcast world. But this time we really mean it. So maybe you should go and let our listeners down gently and excite them about the years ahead. Yes, this is our last podcast for Cypher Vision. But I'm really excited to say that we are coming back, Nigel and I, and being joined by some new members as well as part of the LexisNexis intellectual property solutions team that Cypher is now a part of. Our co-hosts will be Tim Pullman and Marco Richter, who have also been guests on our podcast. So I think lots more for us to be discussing in in the podcast ahead. We're, We're definitely not finished. Oh, glad to hear it. And I'm sure our listeners are too. But let's get cracking on the review of the year. Strong IP. Now, it seems obvious, but there's a constant tension between strong IP and free competition. And I thought it was great to continue our tradition of bringing onto the podcast policymakers. We had Andre Yonkou, former USPTO director and now partner in Sullivan and Cromwell. Let's listen to him being a powerful advocate for strong IP. It is, in my view, not possible to have innovation at scale without a robust system of intellectual property rights. Innovation, by definition, is risky. By definition, you are creating something new, and you do not know if it's going to work. On top of that, not only is it risky, it is costly. Intellectual property rights incentivize and protect innovation. Nigel, I think strong IP rights are definitely a hot topic at the moment. And it wasn't just Andre Yanku who talked about this, but this was reinforced by our last guest on the Cypher Vision podcast series three, Anne Chaplin, who is IP general counsel at Qualcomm. Let's hear what she's got to say. I think strong IP rights are essential to innovation throughout the globe for people to actually make the investment. We have decades of foundational leadership in wireless and computing technologies, 
And in lots of ways, we act as the R&D center for the industry on all of those innovations because we've made consistent, heavy investment in fundamental research that others simply haven't matched or been able to sustain. Essential to our ability to continue to do that foundational research and development is the licensing revenue and to continue this progress that then we bring to the entire industry in the context of economic value, industry competitiveness, national security, sustainability, consumer choice, and so much more. We must uphold a global standard ecosystem that's incentivized and reinforced by a stable framework of global patent policies that consistently protect IP rights. That really powerful messages from Anne. A point I often make when I listen to those kind of foundational questions like strong IP is, so what? It's great to own assets, even more important to do something with them. I think we had a number of guests who talked about both aspects, the ability to encourage collaboration through ownership of IP, but also to generate revenue and to go and demonstrate the value of the IP through licensing. We'll kick off around that topic of collaboration and licensing with Tim Pullman, who is CEO of IPlytics, and IPlytics was acquired by LexisNexis Intellectual Property Solutions, and is himself, Nigel, I think, a seasoned podcast host. So we were very lucky to have him from the SEPS couch on our podcast. As I said earlier on, he will be joining us on our new uh, podcast this year. He is a renowned expert in the world of standard essential patents and licensing of those patents. But I think it was really interesting to hear him talk about the real need for transparency in that area, essentially to benefit the end consumer. Companies must declare patents that are potentially essential at the standardization bodies. That's good. It's good to have databases to get started. But there's no third party who makes any assessment if these patents are really essential. If you look at certain studies, it says that 10, 20, maybe 30% of these are only essential. So the majority are not essential. We also had on the podcast Keith Bergeld, who's the CEO for Open Invention Network. He provided that excellent reminder of the IP continuum. In that case, how a consortium of companies managed to create a protective shield around the open source Linux kernel. Collaborative development is here to stay. It's a part of a social movement and open source is a critical driver in innovation in a way that we have never as a, a human population been able to master before. We need to be able to protect it and we need to be able to put people in a, in a situation where they can participate no matter where they are in the world in this global program of innovation through open source. Nigel, I thought what Keith talked about and what OIN is doing is such a great example of where IP protection can really foster collaboration and can benefit everyone. There's no mistake for all the seasons we've done with Cypher Vision that IP value is a huge value creator, but it's also can be used to mitigate significant risk, which exists out there from intellectual property. Anyway, you know what I want to go and lead on? AI. It's almost like 2023 was the year artificial intelligence was invented with ChatGPT. I did have a wry smile, bearing in mind it was 10 straight years of building Cypher using machine learning over patent data. 
But anyway, in all our podcast seasons, we've celebrated the efficiency and insight gains from AI and machine learning. Whilst LLMs such as ChatGPT are impressive, I thought our guests provided a useful reminder that tools such as Cypher have made a dramatic difference to the world of strategic planning intelligence. Let's hear from our good friend, Jared Engstrom at CrowdStrike. AI machine learning tools are going to be more prevalent over time. And I think there's a real opportunity to take advantage of those and be creative about how those can benefit you in your own career, but also your organization to make better decisions, more efficient decisions. But then the related point to that is the more data you have to train your models, the more effective the AI can be at giving you interesting information. And so data, again, becomes really valuable. And as an IP professional, I think it's really important to think about the different types of data that may not inherently be tracked by your IP team, but figure out what kinds of data would be interesting to analyze over time and figure out ways to start tracking that data, whether it's manually entering some of it or capturing it from other systems that you have. And then you can use the future AI, other tools like that to turn that data into really interesting analysis and information. It's great to hear from experts like Jared, but also from professional analysts like Anjanette Letcher at Corning, how she has really embraced the power of machine learning. And not because it's on trend, but she really sees the benefit that it's brought to her and brought to her team in terms of making them more effective so that they can serve their customers. Let's hear from Anjanette. We have spent half of our careers manually analyzing data, which is very time consuming because there's no shortcut to analyzing patents. Using machine learning to help you get to that analyze phase quicker is helping us become more efficient, more effective, and do more. And just thinking back to so many of our conversations on Cypher Vision, really at the heart of all of these has been conversations around that strategic use of IP and recognising just how important innovation is to our economy and to the benefits that we all enjoy as consumers. I enjoyed the conversation with Laurie Goins. She talked about building an IP strategy from scratch, which is kind of pretty amazing when she works in such a massive company such as Kindrel, which was spun out of IBM. But it makes the point to me that it's not about just being big. It's about really understanding what you're trying to achieve. And the Kindle business model is so different to what was going on, what is going on at IBM. Let's hear, hear how Laurie articulates the challenges. IP does not equal just patents. So at Kindle, we're focused on expanding that to be innovation. I like to simplify it to the effect that you're providing incremental improvement to deliver value. And that value can be to the customer or to the company itself. And that's really where the flat, fast, and focused comes in. We're empowered to question everything, try to figure out, is there a better way to do things? Nigel, I just have to point out here, I love the title of that episode because when I think about IP, you don't often think about it being flat, fast and focused, but great. That's what Kindle do. And, and that's the mantra that Laurie lives by. I'm glad you like the episode title. 
when I was talking to some people about it, I do tend to trip over my words, but not now because it's dry January, so we're all good. No, and thinking about that IP strategy, I guess the reality is now that you no longer have to be the inventor of your own patents. We were lucky enough to speak to Kent Richardson from Richardson Oliver, who described the active secondary market that there is in patents and talked about how that works and some of the ins and outs of that patent market. And I think it's great to hear that companies are potentially now choosing to buy rather than build themselves. Let's hear from Kent. It's definitely a shift in sentiment on how this market looks like it's going to go over the next couple of years. And I think that's reasonable with the layoffs that we're seeing in Silicon Valley and the pullback of budgets. I'd encourage everyone who's listening to this podcast and following the evolution of IP to think carefully about the patent market. But not only that, but also a bunch of other developments in the areas of IP lending, insurance and litigation funding. We'll see a significant evolution in all of those things. And I think it's just natural as IP becomes more established as an asset class, all the derivative and ancillary products and services follow on behind. Nigel, I think we'll be taking some of those topics into our new podcast. So do listen in to hear about that. But I think now we're going to hit on a, a topic that we will definitely be coming back to as well on diversity. And I think is so fundamental to really growing innovation in the right direction and something critical for IP. So many of our guests that we spoke to reminded us of basically the problems in that area and the lack of gender and racial diversity that there currently is in IP. And also that it's really important not just to look at data and quote numbers, but to actually take steps to bring about that change. And who better to do that than the director of the USPTO, Kathy Vidal, who we were delighted to have on the podcast this season. Let's hear from her how she is setting the bar within the US Patent and Trademark Office and what the activity is that they're doing to try and address this issue. Last year, we trained 280,000 children in the country. We need to do much more. So part of what we're doing is where we have a program that's working like that, like our Teach the Teacher program, like the work in our universities, like our pro bono programs, where we get out and meet people where they are, like our training programs, like our resource centers across the country. We are working this year in 2023 to scale that work to reach out to every single school in the country, to reach out to every state, to make sure that the great work that we're doing is scaled and really ramped up so we get a lot more benefit from it. And then beyond that, we're working on creative programs. So we just released a first-to-file system for patents, where if you're new to the system, we're going to help you get feedback more quickly so you can get funding and you can bring your innovation to impact. Right now, the percent of U.S. women inventors on our patents is about 12 to 13 percent. Now, when we get out through our pro bono programs and meet people where they are, that jumps to 43 percent. These activities are not just limited to state agencies, but companies and people are also getting involved. And Jeanette, who you mentioned earlier from Corning, is actively involved. The Intellectual Property Owners Education Foundation is an organization whose strategic mission is to create an awareness about the importance of IP with a focus on underrepresented or underserved communities. 
I felt that this organization really spoke to me as a person coming from an underrepresented community, a tribal community. And I made it my mission that year to help support their strategic mission. IPOEF has several free materials curriculum to educate the next generation of innovators. And we took this curriculum and the first place we started with was our local Girl Scouts. The next place we went to was the Tuscarora Indian Nation, so my tribal community. And we presented to the fifth and sixth graders about what is IP. And we also tried to focus on explaining it and teaching it to them from their lens as Native American people. So what is it in their daily lives that surrounds them that has an element of intellectual property associated with it? And it's also worth listening to Anne Chaplin on this topic, our last guest of the series. She spoke about a very specific example of diversity, inclusion, I'm going to use the word innovation because the inventor she talks about sounds simply incredible. One of our Qualcomm inventors, Marta Karzowitz, is a true pioneer in this multimedia space. And she's been issued over 500 U.S. patents in this space. And her inventions alone have brought so many improvements that enable us to actually have the streaming that we all have today. So she and her team have helped lead the development on HEVC and the VVC, Video Codex Standards. We also have inventions that are important for other codecs like AV1. And so these technologies are deployed worldwide in smartphones, TVs, and other devices, and are really benefiting consumers and device makers and content providers as well. It's great to hear about real life examples where people are actually making a difference. And then I'm going to move on to our final theme of the Cypher Vision podcast, which is so critical to us all, sustainability. In my very simple mind, there's no point in innovating if you're not going to have a planet to be on and enjoy those innovations. So really, we need to focus on this topic it really is, I think, a critical area that IP can make a difference in. And we had a number of guests who talked about this. Let's hear about a specific example on really trying to make sustainability commercially viable from Greg Osula of 1.5. There's no point in having the perfect technology, the most sustainable technology, if nobody then uses it. And this is why it's crucial for us to bring technologies from early development all the way to commercialization. That's really the only way that you can have an impact or a positive impact on the environment. Topics like sustainability are very easy to talk about and sometimes not measure. It was great to have Marco Richter, who's head of customer success at LexisNexis Intellectual Property Solutions, come on the podcast to talk about how mapping patents to the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals brings further transparency to the problem of greenwashing. And you know I'm a sucker for transparency. In the first year of COVID, greenhouse gas emissions in that year went down by only 6.4%. If I think about a world in which we have to achieve a reduction by 50% by 2030, 
and to achieve net zero by 2050. To expect humans to simply change behaviors and achieve these goals is not going to get us there, not by a far short. So I believe that technology is absolutely mission critical in helping us to achieve these very ambitious goals. And just another plug for Marco, for those who want to hear more from Marco, all you need to do is tune into the next season of Alexis Nexus Intellectual Property Solutions podcast. And Marco and Tim and me and Frankie will all be on there to introduce what's ahead for 2024. I'm looking forward to it. So, Nigel, we've gone through season three of Cypher Vision, leading the change. We've covered a large number of topics. I now get the pleasure to ask you, rather than normally asking our guests, what do you think the future holds? Well, we've already talked about one part of our future, which is the next season of the podcast under a different name. You and me as Constance with the addition of Marco and Tim Pullman from IPlytics. But let's look at the themes. This podcast is about intellectual property and how best to promote innovation. Its popularity lies in its multidisciplinary approach. Our guests come from all walks, economics, research and development, business and law. What they all share is the commitment to enable a global economy that continues to thrive, not just from a technology perspective, but also one which is more inclusive. When we succeed, we all succeed. Conversely, if we fail to pay attention to the global trends and tensions, we will not just be discussing the haves and have-nots, but lamenting the fact that we fail to take advantage of the opportunities in front of us. Before we sign off on this episode, I just want to go and thank you all on behalf of the Cypher team, specifically my co-host Frankie and our production team led by Rowan Strachan. But of course, to our guests and to you, the audience, for being part of a movement dedicated to constructive evolution. Thank you for listening to the Cypher Vision podcast. We look forward to continuing the conversation in 2024 with the launch of a new IP podcast from LexisNexis Intellectual Property Solutions. <laughs>